evening. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of April. Uh, this is the Fantasy Group Discussion. My name is Ann Parsons. I'm here substituting for Julia Kulak. And uh, we are discussing Elfland by Frida Warrington. Warrington? Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, uh, we're here discussing Elfland by Frida Warrington. And since I guess I'm running things this evening, I am going to ask you guys what you thought. What did you think? Did you like it? Why or why not? I thought the writing was interesting, and I thought the characters were three-dimensional. And what I liked about it is that the ethereals, you know, including Rosie, make mistakes like human beings. And um, um, the tension was sort of ratcheted up all through the story until there was an actual resolution. Things did definitely did not go smoothly for anybody in the book, I don't think. Well, I couldn't get into it and gave up about halfway through. Um, I couldn't connect with any of the characters, good or bad. There didn't seem to be any real magic in it, so I just abandoned it. I didn't even get that far. There was something about, I don't know, she's just the wrong generation. I could not connect with the characters at all. And fantasy, to me, is part of it is discovering the world. You just sort of don't start out with a lot of assumptions. Um, and it was, what, 20-some hours? And I just didn't get hardly any of it read. Well, I have to say that um, I started reading it twice. And the first time I got through, I don't know, the, the prelude and the interlude, and I didn't much care about what was going on. And the second time I started, I got through the prelude and the interlude and chapter one and maybe chapter two. But I was just like, uh, I was just like um, Lana and um, Marshall. I could not get into it. I tried. I really did. I I tried, and I think what was wrong was that I couldn't like any of the characters, really. I didn't care about them. And I didn't really care about the conflict. I mean, you know. So what? They, they couldn't uh, this guy had shut off the doors to Fairyland, and it was he was supposed to open them, and he had just gone and shut them, and and he wasn't supposed to do that, and so what? I mean, I just I couldn't. Um, there was nothing in the conflict that related to me at all. 
I, I just could not, um, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get into it, I, I guess, um, and so I just quit. And as, as you say, it was 20 hours long, and I thought, I can't read 20 hours worth of this stuff. I just can't manage to do that. So I quit. And as I commented to Lana, you know, if, if I'm going to read fantasy, I want a good conflict. I want a good set of characters that I can care about. And I want writing that is um, both good in the sense of it has lots of images and all that kind of stuff and descriptions and um, it, it takes you from step one in a given world and builds the world as you go, whereas this just didn't do that. I, f I found it... Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just too shallow for me or something. But nothing nothing sparked. I, I'm really sorry, guys. But nothing sparked at all. I think there's something where they're either trying to be original or whatever. Or they make, and I've seen this with other fantasy books we've gotten, they drop you into a situation and assume you know everything that their characters know. Uh, uh, the, that the writers know because, well, you've been reading fantasy so you know how this works. Um, every book, every fantasy book should have its own rules. They might not be original to the rules in other fantasy books, but you should know where you are. Um, and, and I agree, the life of, I, I'm just not, if I were a 15 year old, maybe I would connect with these girls, but I, I didn't. Uh, I'm not enough connected with the people of my age. I don't think I was too connected with the people of my age when I was in my 20s, but anyway. Um, but the, I mean, it was so not imaginable about the fairyland and the sky. I mean, fairyland is strange and mysterious, and you discover it, and oh, wow, how interesting. I didn't know this was here. You know, it's it's not just that. Blah, blah, assume, assume, blah, blah. Well, I can't really say too much about the rest of it because you guys haven't read it, but it, uh, I think things picked up a bit. But, yeah, I know that, well, Rosie certainly wasn't my age at all, and I think that what I find interesting that each character, you know, Rosie and all of them were flawed in their own way, if that makes any sense. And throughout the book, you see them learning who they are and what they are. And I think just the fact that the characters had to develop to come to some kind of resolution about who they are and what they are and what how they were going to live their lives was something that I could get involved with. And the problem with the gate being shut of not being able to go to the source of your power and the debilitation that people feel because of it. Um, 
I think that was sort of an interesting thing to me. And, um, but I wouldn't, it is certainly not Tolkien, it's certainly not Dunsany, it's certainly not other stuff, but I finished the book and I was pretty satisfied with the ending of it. There is a huge difference between a flawed character and a character with flaws. A character with flaws is someone you like, who's basically a likable, nice person, good intention, blah, 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 but who's got a few problems they haven't worked out yet, and makes mistakes occasionally. A flawed character is a real screwed up mess, and I can't enjoy a book about a screwed up mess. That's interesting. I find that is very true, Lana. I, um, I, I think we have similar tastes. I really do because um, I find it very difficult to uh, be patient with a flawed character. And I think that's why I don't like uh, certain books, um, certain mysteries particularly, where the main character is a drunk and is, you know, is... Uh, recovering from a divorce and and uh, you know is uh, not social at all and you know blah 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 and I just I find I can't I can't deal with that that kind of a character I have to like the character I really do I have to I have to have something about the character that speaks to me and I think think maybe that this is the difference between uh, YA literature uh, and books for young people or something like that. This was a book for young people because the characters were young people and they had no appeal for any other generation at all. Their, their motives were shallow. Their, uh, the way they acted was shallow. The, you know, their, their motivations were shallow. And I just, um, it would have appealed to somebody who was 15. Exactly so. On the other hand, you have, well, the Harry Potter books, for instance. Now, those are books about kids, and yet, at the same time, each one of those kids has motivations that can be understood and appreciated by all ages. And somehow, the author of a book, any book, fantasy or not, has to be able to write so that their character is going to appeal to a wide range of other people. It's a story that you're telling. So you have to pitch it for the audience that you're that you're um, that you're trying to reach. And the more universal you make your character, the more likable he or she is going to be for of a wide range of people. 
Um, Harry Potter, for instance, is a likable character. He appeals to young people, even fourth graders and third graders and, and so forth. Um, and he also appeals to adults of all ages. I mean, I'm, well, never mind how old I am, but I like Harry Potter. He's a great character. And um, he appeals to me. I understand him. I, I like him. I see his motives. I, uh, you know, all that. And um, she pitched her book for the widest audience possible. And that's how come she's richer than the Queen of England. Um, but do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, I do. Um, all I know is I was able to finish the book and I was able to get some enjoyment of it. But I guess this is definitely not to everybody's taste. Well, it's for some people's taste, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> 20 hours long, 20 some hours long. I'm really glad you were able to enjoy it. But it was pitched at a certain audience, like Anne says, and and it um, the the main characters. You want to be able to. This person was be somebody you'd like to sit down and have a cup of tea with, or a coke with, or have a lunch with, or sit next to on the plane. Yeah. Well, I think Rosie. Well, is got the reputation for having a kind heart but she really doesn't know what she feels about people and um, she can be so sure about what she feels and can be dead wrong and um, I think that was sort of interesting how she grows uh, Matthew is so afraid of his Heritage, she prefers to deny it. And, well, you're right. There are... Um, uh, there are... The, you know, each character has an issue they have to deal with, you know, one time or another. But, yeah, I see what you mean. Rosie... Um, I don't know. I just think I'm, I was able to finish the book, and I'm glad I did. I'm not sorry I read it. But I guess it doesn't really resonate with you guys. So, But it, it I, I kind of liked it. That's what I know. Well, hey, Kim, that is perfect. I mean, that's what makes this discussion so cool, because... You are defending your point of view, and I think that's totally fantastic. And I'm glad you liked it. I really am, because, um, you know, sometimes you get a book in, in these discussion groups, and people say, oh, it was a fantastic book. It was a fantastic book. And everybody says it was a fantastic book. And we don't have any real discussion about it. And sometimes people say, oh, this was an awful book. And everybody agrees it was an awful book. And so we can't really have a discussion. So I'm glad you like the book because um, that's what's giving this discussion spice. And I, you know, I, I can read long books. I mean, I've read, you know, books that are 40 hours long. If, if I like the characters and if I really want to know what's going on with, with them, you know, I've read, oh, God, you know. Um, 
you know, and I and I realized that that even the Tolkien books they're not as long as some of the other stuff I've read. I mean, I when I consider, um, you know, some of those those uh, Honor Harrington books, those are long books. I mean, those are like forty hours long, and yet I don't even realize they're forty hours long. You know, I read them and I'm excited about what's going on and I want to know what happens next and you know so forth and and uh, I don't think the length of the book is matters if it's a good book but the um you know the the uh, what happened uh before uh, I mean what happened what happened in the book is is um what what's the key I think um so anybody else got any comments uh good or bad that you want to say about this book well if we all liked the same things it would be an awfully dull world um you know, I remember, uh, you know, I really liked the Dead Witch Walking book and nobody else did. And it's just, we're all different. We have to, you know, and be glad of the differences. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Kim. Well, you know, I like Diana Gabaldon. I always have. And I know there's some people who won't read a book because it's long. But, you know, I'd read her and I'd laugh and I'd cry and I'd, you know... You know, you know, she is a fine writer, and I'd read what she writes, just because she she you do care about the characters. Um, I don't think Frida Warrington engaged me on the same level as Dinah Gabaldon, certainly not. But I just thought it was sort of an interesting concept, you know, that there is a world that is sort of contiguous with ours. And then there are people that are like us, but yet not like us. And knowing that, you know, not only that, but they live a long time, but they still manage to make mistakes the way we do as human beings. And I thought that was sort of an interesting uh, thing. Could it be that the rest, how long have you been reading fantasy? I wonder if it, part of it is that the rest of us maybe have read too much fantasy. And we kind of, okay, fine, but where's the wonder in this? Uh, because the situation does matter, the worlds and how they relate to, or, uh, to each other. That's part of why we read fantasy and discovering that. And we don't like it sort of thrown at us, take it, take it for granted kind of thing. It's... Um, it has to pre be presented in a way that gives us a sense, at least for me, I have to have a sense of discovery, not it's already there. Well, um, I've read a lot. I've read DeLint, Tolkien, a um, bunch of fantasies. I like fantasy literature. So much for that for a theory. I just thought maybe it was new to you and that was why you uh, well I think it's good you liked it we we've got to have different opinions I've turned in some duds too so uh, we all have books that, that it's interesting that's interesting I've never read DeLint 
So I don't know what uh, what that's all about. So. Um. Dylan writes what I would call urban fantasy. He sets his tales, a lot of them, in a place called Newford, which may or may not be Ottawa. But a lot of his protagonists are artists and musicians and all kinds of people. He doesn't really have a series per se. But what's interesting about him is if you read his stuff, you'll see recurring characters throughout his books. And you get a feel for the city and, you know, that there's wonder around every corner. He's able to invoke wonder and story in his books. And if you haven't read him, I really recommend him to your attention. What's the first book in the series? Well, um, if you can give me the, the first book in the series, that'd be great. Um, speaking of other books, because I, I think we've, we've pretty well run, this, uh, run the gamut on this one. Um, did anybody read Clarial yet? The, uh, the Lost Abhorson by Garth Nix. Did anybody read that uh, yet? It just came out on Bard, oh, about a month ago, give or take. I haven't. I have it, but I haven't read it. Um, if you want to start out reading um, uh, Charles DeLitt, he has a collection called Dreams Underfoot, which is very nice. And you can go on from there and read all kinds of things. Uh, other books I've liked are Some Place to Be Flying, Trader, um, The Onion Girl. Um, he has a whole bunch of stuff. He's just an interesting guy. Forest of the Heart. Okay, and how do you spell his last name? Because you know how how uh, Bart is. If you misspell the name, um, it's going to say, we don't have any books by that author. D-E capital L-I-N-T. Okay, all right. Well, um, okay, folks, what about next month? What uh, what's your pleasure? Um, I well, let me look at my notes. I'm gonna go look at my notes, but um, that's the only book that I have read recently that I would put up uh, to this group. I know you've probably read all the other um, books by Garth Nix, which are in that series. The uh, the uh, 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 the name sounds so similar. Um, Lyriel, Abhorson, and uh, 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 Ariel, or whatever. Um, that those three books, which are um, Clarial, is the prequel to the three other books. So. Um, it was interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, let me look at my notes. Hold on. You mean Sabriel. I have the books I haven't read, Garth Nix. I'm not at all familiar with him, so that might be interesting. He's an Australian author. I haven't heard of either one, so I'm completely open. Okay, now I will say that if you haven't read 
the other three books, the Sabriel, the Lyriel, and the Abhorsen, you will not understand. Uh, unfortunately, this is the last one in a series. Um, so you may not want to read this one first, but if you're not familiar with Garth Nix at all, um, maybe we should start with Sabriel, because when I read this, uh, when I read Clariel, I thought, you know, I really should go back and reread um, all these other three books because I I knew that there were things that were mentioned in in um, Clariel that were mentioned in the other three books, and I and I kept going, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I got the feeling that really I should go back and reread. Um, so if you're not familiar with Garth Nix at all, you may want to, uh, we may want to start with Sabriel instead. I don't know if it's on Bard. Um, I think it is. I remember reading it, well, <laughs> I got my copy off a, uh, illicit book site way back in the, way back. Um, and, you know. That's how I got my copy, but uh, I think I still have it uh, somewhere. I will have to look, but I think I still have it, and if I don't, I'll go back to Bard and see what I can find. Uh, hold on. Let me check my notes, see if anything else comes up. Anybody else got any suggestions? I don't have any suggestions, but if it's not a Bard, it might be on Bookshare, and that would be one thing about Bookshare you don't always have to get the spelling quite as exactly perfect as you do on Bard. They come up with, I've, I've done author names, and I've come up with all kinds of crazy names, and even book title, all kinds of crazy, they, you know, try this, try this, maybe you want that. And every so often I discover a book when I've done that. It's really weird. I can't think of anything. Well, um, then may I suggest, uh, hold on, um, if you guys will give me about three minutes, Unlike Alan uh, from the mystery group, I can't go as fast as he can because he's a partial and he can go and look real fast at stuff. <laughs> but if you give me three minutes, I will go up on Bard and see if I can find um, uh, the, the Garth Nix books. And uh, I shall return, so don't despair. And they're there. I know they're there because I've seen them there. Well, let me just go and get a book number, so hang on. Um, yes, it is there. You're right. Um, 44682. 44682. I believe is the number. If I'm wrong, you can go up and look for Nix, Garth. Um, spelled the way you think it's spelled. Nix as in no thank you or no or uh-uh. <laughs> and Garth is is the way you think it's spelled so um, but it is up there and it's called Sabrio and um, very interesting set of books so alrighty Rue uh, does anybody have a calendar what's the fourth Tuesday um, I know well wait a minute let me see the first Tuesday is the fifth I believe 12th, 19th, uh, yeah, should be the 26th, if my calculations are right. Anybody 
know anything different? Okay. All right, so we shall meet again on the 26th of May at the same time, and hopefully we'll have more people. But um, um, don't know what happened to Julia, because usually she's pretty good and calls me or writes me and says, can you take over the meeting? And she didn't do that this time, so I don't know what... what uh, may have gone wrong. I'll write to her and see what's going on. So, uh, good meeting, guys. Good meeting. I, I like this discussion because it was, it was, I like the pop and crackle. So, good night, all. Good night, Ann. night, everybody. Just want to let you know, I got pulled it up on my stream. It's number 23 of 23. So, Sabriel is there. It's on, it's on the bar.